And it was like something just clicked in my head. Something changed. I stopped caring in a way. I still cared about the work we were doing. And I still wanted to have this release done. And we eventually did. But I stopped taking it personally and blaming myself for everything that was going wrong in the world. Hello, friend. I'm your host, Olena Mitrak, and this is the Spark Your Life podcast, a place where we go personal and way beneath the surface to learn how to be happy and successful both at the same time. No more need to compromise or choose one over the other. You can have it all. See this as your perfect coffee break podcast that will inspire you to go ahead and take that first step towards a truly exceptional and extraordinary life. Let's dive in. Hello, friends. Quick disclaimer before we get started. I am recording this podcast episode on a Saturday, uh, unlike usually when I do it on a weekday. So my daughter is not in school. She's actually uh, in her room next to my room, and she's talking to her friends. And sometimes she might start screaming out of nowhere. So if you hear some crazy screaming in the background at some point during this recording, like somebody's being killed or hurt or attacked or whatever, just know that it, is, it must be her. So, it, and nothing is really happening, but hopefully we'll be all right. So let's get started. And in today's episode, I would like to share with you three reminders that help me personally maintain my mental health and protect my personal boundaries. And the inspiration for this topic, for this podcast episode came to me a few weeks ago when I suddenly realized that I was getting overloaded with information. I was getting ready for my morning run, and I usually either listen to the podcast when I go for a run, or I like listening to the Nike Run Club uh, guided runs. So that morning, I was browsing through the podcast directory, just trying to find the podcast episode to listen to. And then I suddenly realized that I don't want to listen to any podcast that morning. And the reason being is that I felt like I was just overloaded with all the different ideas and with all the information that was coming at me in the previous weeks. And don't get me wrong, I love to learn. I love to listen to all this educational podcast, whether it's about personal growth or business growth or just something inspirational in general. And when I do that, I always come back home let's say if I go for a, for a run or if I drive, after I have listened to this podcast episode, I've always come up with more ideas, more inspiration, more things that I want, to, I, want, I want to do. And it's usually good. And sometimes I really seek that. But a few weeks ago, I was, I guess I was in a stage of my life where I was trying to think where, which direction I would take bravery next. So I needed to process all the ideas that I already had. I did not need another idea. In fact, I, I realized that if I listen to another podcast episode and if I come up with another set of ideas, it will just be harmful because it will confuse me. Instead, what I wanted and what I needed at that time was to just shut it down, just turn off that flow of information and to sit in silence and to take the time to process all the ideas, all the information that was already in my head. And I think this is really important to recognize in ourselves because sometimes we, we're just flooded with all the information that comes our way, whether it's 
books, podcasts, we talk to people, uh, we talk to our coaches, we browse social media, we just interact with friends and colleagues in a day-to-day life. And we get all this information coming our way. And sometimes it's useful, sometimes it's not. But in order for us to be able to filter whether it is useful, whether it is really something that makes sense to us at this point in time, we need time to slow down, right? To take a pause and to think about it. And if we just get constantly bombarded with this information, we don't have that time to slow down and to analyze and to process it. So I think it's really important to be able to shift between three different seasons in a way. So maybe you are you can be in a season of exploration. And if you are openly in this season, then it's perfectly fine for you to go out there, listen to new things, try new things, see what, what's out there, what's available, what the world is talking about, right? So that you can broaden your horizons and just see what, what else is possible. Because maybe you're not even thinking about something and you are really opening your mind at this stage and, and you want to absorb that information. And that is one season. But then you might be needing another season, which is really turn down that volume, that outside noise, and to what I like to say, sit in silence, and to really process what's already in your mind, what's keeping you up at night, and see what advice is valuable, what advice to take, what direction to go. Because otherwise, you'll just continue being pulled in too many different directions. And you will not even know which one is the highest priority at this point, because you will never take that time to slow down and to sit in silence. And then there might be another season when you want to learn, but you want to be really focused on learning one specific thing. So you don't just want to absorb anything that's out there, but you are being very selective about what it is that you want to learn, what books you want to read, what authors you want to explore, what podcasts you want to listen to. So if you if we think about it in a way of tap water, right? Season one, when you are in full exploration mode, you just open it wide open. You let that water just run as much as it possibly can. You are ready to absorb all that information. That's what you need at that point. But maybe then you turn it down a little bit, you make it slower, you focus on the specific thing that you want to learn. And then maybe you just want to completely shut it off and sit in silence and just sit in process. And really knowing which season you are in right now and what it is that you need right now and being able to control that tap in a way is really important. And it is something that I try to remind myself about and uh, I encourage you to also be aware of. So that was reminder number one. Reminder number two is trying to separate life areas and not let one area affect others, especially negatively. The most obvious example is you get stressed at work, you come home and you raise voice at your your kids or your spouse because you're just stressed and you don't have patience to deal with some home-related things. And I'll be honest with you, I am pretty bad at this still. I am definitely not saying I have it all figured out. And I still struggle with separating my work life completely and the stress from that work life from my family life. And I do notice that I'm much more inclined to be impatient with Dasha and raise my voice at her if something stressful happened at work. So I'm definitely still working on this and it's just something I have to constantly remind myself of. 
But I wanted to share with you one story which gave me an interesting insight. Because I used to not just get stressed about things at work, but I used to really take things personally. When something went wrong at work, I would be the first one to take full responsibility and blame myself for doing something wrong because I've always been a responsible person. And again, my first thought when some something goes sideways is I did something wrong. It's my fault. I should have done something different. And I remember it was probably the year of 2009, 2010, I was a young, not very experienced project manager, and we were working on some project for one of the big clients. And it was a Friday, and I was with a colleague of mine, his name was Jason. And there was a big issue that came up with that client. So something just suddenly exploded, and everybody was running around trying to fix that issue. So of course, I was so frustrated. I was so stressed. I was like, oh my gosh, I did something wrong. I just couldn't process it properly. I was very, very, very overwhelmed. And we did kind of half resolved it, but I knew that there was going to be more the upcoming week to deal with. And so it was Friday afternoon, time for people to go home. And I remember this colleague of mine, Jason, he was my superior in a way. So he was my superior manager and he was going to go home. So he said to me, Olena, hey, have a great weekend. I'll see you on Monday. I told him, hey, Jason, how can you be so calm? Like knowing what's ge- what's ho- happening with this client right now with this issue, how can you be so easy to go home and just not think about it? Tell me about it. And he told me, you know, you will have to learn how to leave work stress at work because otherwise you just won't be able to stay sane. You'll go, you'll go crazy. You have to learn this skill. And I was like, okay, thank you. I'll think about it. I kept thinking about it and I kept not understanding how he actually is able to do it. Because it's one thing to say this, and I knew with my brain what he meant, but I still could not understand how how I can actually implement it in my life. And then I forgot about this situation. I forgot about this conversation. A few years later, in 2017, I had just moved to the United States and uh, we were working on a big project for a media client and we were preparing a very big release. Uh, So I was already in the States. I was working out of Los Angeles office and I was working with the teams in Eastern Europe. So I had to wake up very early to catch up with my teams. And then during the day, the client was stressing out a lot because of this upcoming release. And there were already a few delays. We were probably a month late by that time. And I was probably still adjusting to my new lifestyle in Los Angeles. So there was just so much. I was getting so stressed, so overwhelmed. I was barely sleeping. I was coming home very stressed. My daughter was throwing tantrums because she was adjusting to our new life as well. And I was just losing it. I was really on the edge. And I remember someday I just woke up And it was like something just clicked in my head. Something changed. I stopped caring in a way. I still cared about the work we were doing. And I still wanted to have this release done. And we eventually did. But I stopped taking it personally and blaming myself for everything that was going wrong in the world. I don't even know how that happened. But I do believe that it probably was my mind's protection system that just ignited itself. Because at some point, my mind was like, okay, we got we to gotta change something here because otherwise, Olena, you're going to go insane. So my mind did that for me. 
And then it clicked with me. And then I remembered that conversation that I had with Jason seven years prior. And I was like, okay, that's what it is. So that's how you do that. That's what he meant. So he didn't mean like not care about work at all, but he meant to not take things personally. He meant that work is work. And thankfully in my job, when things go wrong, nobody dies, right? I, I don't even understand how much pressure, how much responsibility doctors have or pilots or firefighters or other people whose job literally is life or death. But thankfully, in my job, it's just technology. So if some system has some defects, some issues, it doesn't mean that some big issue will happen. So there is no real reason to stress too much about it. And since then, I have, I have really been much better about it. Again, still not perfect, but much, much, much better. But it's definitely something I, I have to keep reminding myself that whatever stressful happens in one part of my life, I don't have to carry to other parts of my life. And when the workday is over... I try to free up my mind as much as I can before I start talking to my family, start interacting with my family, because I don't want them to suffer because of something that I had at work before that. So that is reminder number two. And then reminder number three is that we are responsible for our own feelings, thoughts, and emotions and decisions, but we are not necessarily responsible for other people's decisions or thoughts or feelings. And let me explain. I don't mean the situation when we do something offensive to somebody, something we say something that hurts other people, that offends another person. In this case, of course, the only right thing to do is take full responsibility and apologize and make things right. But sometimes we try to help people feel better. Sometimes we feel like it's our responsibility to save people, to do something more than we are already doing to improve the quality of their life. And usually in most cases, we are already doing enough, but we still feel like we are not doing enough. We, we need to do more. And let me give you another example. I used to work with a colleague of mine several years ago, brilliant guy, great professional, good friend of mine. We worked very closely and we would start our day with pretty much daily sort of like checking either call or face to face coffee chat depending on where we were and we were great working together but he had this pessimistic attitude to many things i remember he was working towards his promotion and he would often complain that people don't understand how much he's contributing to the company how much he's doing and that he he would say that he doesn't feel appreciated and something was always off. The world was never perfect for him. Something was always not exactly right. And I always tried to cheer him up. And during our morning check-in calls, I would just always try to say something encouraging and support him. And to be honest, those check-ins turned into daily mini therapy sessions. <laughs> that I was providing for him without me even recognizing that. And I didn't even understand what was happening. But in reality, I was kind of absorbing his way of looking at things. And I was beginning to see the world in a more pessimistic lens. I have always been an optimist type of person. But in that year or so when we were working so closely, my attitude and my the way I see things has changed. 
and became more pessimistic. And I didn't even realize that until about a year or a year and a half later, I moved to the United States and we stopped working together and we kind of fell out of touch. And once we stopped our daily interaction, I realized how much more freedom I have now. And I realized how I can again start seeing the world in a much brighter way. So his energy was draining me and I was trying to help him. But right now, looking back, I don't even think he needed my help. I think that was just the way he was living his life. And it was me trying to feel better by helping him. But in fact, I wasn't doing myself any good by doing that. And then another story. So, you know, there is war in Ukraine and I'm from Ukraine and my family is still in Ukraine. And because of this war, because of all the travel being messed up, it's very hard for me to go see my parents. So I remember I was chatting with my mom months ago and we were talking about how we could potentially see each other, when that would be possible. And she said something that along the lines of, oh, I'm losing hope that I will ever see you again, that I will ever see Dasha again. So you're so far, far away and uh, we'll just, we'll never see each other. And I was like, mom, let's keep hope. Let's, let's keep hoping that things will get better. And she was just saying, no, I have no hope. I don't know how to keep being hopeful anymore. And it made me very sad. After that call, I felt really down. I felt like I was letting her down. I felt like I was doing something wrong. I almost felt like I need to find some crazy way to go see my parents. Now, I didn't do that. But that conversation really left me almost in tears, I would say. But then another story also related to the war and my family. And I don't think I told many people this story before, but uh, my brother-in-law, my sister's husband, he served in the Ukrainian military. And when the war started, he went to war. And in March of last year, he got captured by the Russian military and he was sent to prison and he was sentenced to death. It happened in May of last year. And until May, my sister got some very intermittent connection with him. She could hear from him maybe once a month. After me, there was nothing. There was silence. Nobody knew if the execution had happened or when it would happen or where it would happen. Nobody had any idea. And my sister tried to contact all the possible international organizations to find out what was going on with her husband. And again, there was nothing. She couldn't find out anything. We didn't know he was still alive or he wasn't. And still, she had hope. She stayed hopeful that he, one day he would come back home. And honestly, I don't even understand how she did that and how she handled that. The most amazing thing, which I'm going to tell you right now, is that on the date of their second wedding anniversary, she found out that he was exchanged and he was free. When I found out about it, I couldn't stop crying. It was the best news of the year for me. I don't even understand what it meant for her. But the main thing, the main point of my story is that she had all the possible reasons to lose hope. Maybe 90% of people, if they were in her situation, they would have lost hope. But she didn't. She kept hoping that one day her husband would come back home. She kept her apartment clean and ready for him to come back because she knew that one day he would and she wanted 
him to come back to a nice, clean place that is ready for him. And he did. And this is amazing. And I want to really finish this episode on this hopefully inspiring note. Because again, it's up to us to choose how we want to live our life, what we want to believe in, what feelings do we want to experience, and what decisions we want to make. No matter what the circumstances are, it's up to us to either give up or stay strong and get even stronger throughout those circumstances. Well, that's all I wanted to share with you today. And I hope I inspired you a little bit. I would love to hear what reminders or tips help you maintain your personal health and stay sane in our modern world, our crazy world. So please let me know. I would love to hear your thoughts and your ideas and your insights. Thank you so much for listening. And I will see you next week for the next episode. Bye-bye.